Good afternoon, Bach family. Um, you're about to tune in to the first episode of a literature series that I'm doing on the book, The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman by Shahzad Ali. I'm going to be reading specific chapters and pointing out, you know, things that I feel like are challenging that we should learn and listen to and try to learn from. Um, the book is available on Amazon. If you would like to read it also, we can share our thoughts back and forth. But let's get it. Good afternoon, Bach family, young Ben Miles. About to come back to you with another episode. I want to make an attempt at trying something different. I have recently been reading um, a book called The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman. And this is purely based on my own studies my own observations of American society at this very point in time. I feel like it's pretty obvious that there is a disconnect between men and women. And I've been searching and searching and I've been trying to find literature. I've been reading a lot of articles. And so with this episode, I'm just really going to read from the book and you know just give you just the audio everyone doesn't have the patience to read i understand that so um but yeah there i might stop at certain points that i feel like are important or need to be reiterated and let's go let's start let's get it (laughs) so um this particular chapter is speaking on adulthood for the black woman and It reads, as the black woman grows and develops, intellectually, she eventually lands in a spot that her practices lead her to. There are several levels of black womanhood that she can strive for. Each level of lifestyle choice is predicated solely on her desires. What she knows or earns is the result of how she has been raised and what she is willing to settle for in life. The higher her goals, the more sophisticated she is. Increased knowledge always expands the desires, be they material, sexual, or otherwise. The black woman is not exempt from these rules, albeit she is often a victim of them due to being such a displaced female. The black man must be aware of the various types of black women available to him. His selection must be based upon his own individual needs. It is entirely possible that some of the traits of the black women in their respective categories overlapped. It has been proven that a black man is capable of taking a woman and making her beautiful, intelligent, and wise. She is not able to create this same effect by herself. She will have one of the three or two of the three, but she cannot achieve beauty, intelligence, and wisdom alone. The black man is her catalyst. I want to stop right there right quick. Because we do live in a society right now that black women are completely independent. They don't need a man. Don't want a man for anything. I can take care of myself, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Got it. But to be completed, to feel whole as a woman. She just said it. Sharzad Ali just said it. It has been proven, I'm going to read it one more time, 
that a black man is capable of taking a woman and making her beautiful, intelligent, and wise. She is not able to create this same effect by herself. She will have one of the three, or two of the three, but she cannot achieve beauty, intelligence, and wisdom alone. The black man is her catalyst. Without his spark of life and light, she does not bloom. And that sentence is important to me because people that, I guess, study, um, quote-unquote, um, I guess you can say alchemy or just the the history of the science of the man and the woman, it goes really deep. But I want to make it simple because we use terms such as mother nature and that directly relates to the woman on earth, mother nature, because everything that we see blossoms, the vegetation, the trees, the grass, the flowers, everything, she is able to manifest that because why of the sun. And we play around a lot in this time. We might hear girls say, I want I want to be with somebody's son right now. I want to lay up with somebody's son. The etymology of the word son directly correlates to the S-U-N. So S-O-N directly correlates to the S-U-N. Meaning it takes a man to shine his light on a woman. It takes his man, it takes a man to shine his light on a woman to make her blossom and bloom the way she is supposed to, the same way that the sun physically and naturally shines upon the earth to make trees and everything flow and blossom, photosynthesis and all that. It's the same direct effect. So that's a little example for you guys. So I'm gonna continue reading. Uh each of the black women discussed during the next few pages can be taught to bloom, risking the great, I mean, my bad, risking the threat of being further charged with overgeneralization and group stereotyping. The following list describe the three basic types of black women. They are dissimilar only in depth of their problematic behavior. All are infected with the historic disease of cultural negligence. They believe themselves to be living the right life the one that is the only lifestyle available to them in this country setting, which most of them believe is the best place on earth. Far be it their considerations to take steps to improve their psychological conditions because they ironically do not know that they are out of sync with their natural role in the universe, even though across the board they are not happy. The lives they live makes sense to them because they have not been taught of any other kind that would provide them with happiness. Historically, the black woman has had access to lifestyle choices not offered to the black man, and he is not tolerated in showing moodiness, fickleness, or pettiness. It's pretty, it's pretty accurate. The, the aforementioned emotional personality traits are indigenous to the black female gender. To describe these separate groups of black women, the use of colloquial language may seem derogatory or insulting. It is not meant to be that way. The special language is ethnically specific and recognizable to the learned and unlearned black man. The terminology is not meant to be humorous either. There are no age limitations on the characteristics of these women. So basically right now, she's about to sum up, I guess, each category of woman she feel like is present in American society. And she, you know, gave us the disclaimer saying she doesn't want to be stereotypical here, but, um... I feel like a lot of this may be a little bit opinion-based. I'll try to pick out the parts that I feel like are relevant. So 
So let's read it. The three types are predictable are predictably excuse me, the lower grade, the average, and the high class. So firstly, the low life black woman. This black woman may have been subjected to abject multi-generational poverty, illiteracy, and shame as a child. She works on the lowest rung of employment due to not being properly educated. She dresses in inexpensive Kmart type styles and her face is greasy from wearing too much cheap makeup. Her hair will also be greasy, perhaps have a specks of lint and be plastered down around her face in an unsuccessful attempt to create curls or the baby hair look. She may sport a raggedy ponytail with a child's barrette or a rubber band. Bathing is not that important. Hmm. Her bra strap may be gray from non-washing and she may wear her panties two or three days straight without changing them or wear none at all. She drinks alcohol to the point of intoxication and curses loud in public, real loud. She hangs around weekly in common local corner bars and goes out with strange men who she fights with regularly. She may have a main black man who she fights with at will. She has battle scars on her face, neck and arms and hands from one with the men and women in her neighborhood or nightclubs. She goes along easily with immoral dares and relates aggressively to her neighbors. She does not read the newspaper and uses drugs when they are available. If she does not work, she is on the public dole, welfare. She may dress her children or children in the latest styles and will spend all of her welfare check on clothes and partying. She receives, excuse me, she views each check day as a heaven on earth, a short-lived time when she has purchasing power to feed her tepid wishes. She might have a gold tooth or a few teeth missing. Her nails are conceivable chipped or broken. I think she meant to say conceivably chipped or broken. I don't know. Her posture is that of a toad. She may be overweight and or over average breather with a protruding pot gut. She comfortably wears run over shoes. Her heels may be dirty and crusty. She borrows money and food from her neighbors. She uses deodorant occasionally and is overly impressed with fancy dressed black men and big flashy cars with lots of gold. She is materialistic on a small scale and does not like to stay indoors. Even on cold winter nights, she can be seen roaming the streets or going back and forth to an after hour joint. She is not ashamed of her condition or predicament and appears to be quite satisfied during the sterile, non-productive days. Her time is made up of gossiping with her neighborhood cronies, looking at television, wish shopping in nearby malls, yelling at her children, not keeping up with her children, and walking back and forth to the corner store. Excuse me. She shops above her means and has no plans to change and attempts to use the black men available to finagle him out of money, drinks, and car rides. She has no idea what to do with a black man herself and does not fantasize about a better life. She is looked upon as shameful in civilized society and is considered a savage. She often hates the black women in the higher social classes and considers them conceited. Her world of thought is very, very small. Her ideas are simplified and she speaks the language in flat, abbreviated terms full of mispronunciations and wrong tenses. She does not know any better and does not think she is capable of learning better. She is in a pitiful state of condition that, excuse me, and is... Excuse me one more time. And if she has any dreams at all, they are of a black man rescuing her from her status. She is also inclined to respond to the advances of white men for a looking for a good time. She may sprinkle herself with cheap perfume profusely. If a black woman on this level is involved with it, if shit, if a black woman on this level is involved with drugs or abuses alcohol, she becomes a drag of society and a corrupt mother. Men do not matter to her at all, and on that level, unless they can provide her with money or contraband. 
This group requires no further discussion. Other than that, this black woman must be claimed, cleaned up, and returned to her proper state of existence as a civilized woman. So she went into grave detail um, uh, describing the lower class woman. Uh, I mean, a lot of that, you know, may be accurate, um, but it does give an accurate summary to, I mean, the lower class woman that we see. Um, currently, I do live in, I wouldn't say a lower class environment, but I drive through lower class environments and I might um, occasionally walk a lower class mall, South DeKalb Mall, and, you know, see these type of women. And, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, they don't catch my eye in any shape, form, or fashion. So, you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Uh, the second um, type of woman she describes is the average. Let's read. This black woman is an enigma somewhat. She services as a steady employee, enjoys weddings and birthdays, and may make big preparations for both. Hmm. She is neat, probably goes to church regularly, fixes her hair nicely, and speaks coherently. She is at least a high school graduate and may have some college or special vocational training. She is not overly ambitious, but is an active participant in life and enjoys many things. She is fairly clean and will celebrate and participate in festivities with a zest. She is thoughtful and mannerable and knows how to meet people. She is proud of her level of sophistication and may party occasionally. Her behavior with the black man is routine in that she experiences a form, excuse me, a more controlled form of suspicion, doubt, and fear. Interesting. She may be shy by comparison to the black woman in the first category, but does tend to make her likes and dislikes known. She's not always talkative and can best be found and examined in general office duty jobs. She's a step two, she's a step or two higher than menial labor could and could be referred to as corny. You see that description is like, okay, you know, but let's keep reading. She does not routinely abuse drugs, although she might get high every once in a while. Alcohol is her vice of choice. She is capable of consenting to marriage for the perceived security and to impress her friends and family. She remains content to work from nine to five weekly and will see her steady view on the weekends or remain focused on her own priorities. She dances at nicer bistros. She is easier to get along with than number one. Her most vicious reactions are brought on by jealousy or being jilted. Her fantasies of what a relationship should be like is patterned right off television or from the True Confessions magazines. She, has, she is as traditional in her activities as American apple pie. She does not ask deep questions and is content to go along with the status quo. Her faith is important to her and she mentions the good Lord when discussing certain topics. She is attracted to lower class or upstanding black men who are gainfully employed in the workforce. She may visit the fast lane, but she is most comfortable shopping at learners and cooking collard greens for dinner. Okay, I do not know what learners is. Once again, this book was published in the 90s. Um, so a lot of the, you know, things, how the word she is using, like bistros, you know, a little outdated. But nonetheless, let's continue reading. She enjoys the jerry curl look and fancy cut outlandish hairstyles. She spends of what she has on clothes. She might have a little car, is anxious to meet men, and exaggerates about her capabilities and accomplishments. She tries to be entertaining and clever when she is with her man. She is malleable. So, um... 
uh, the that was the description of the average black woman. Um, I can I understand the gist of what she's trying to say there, and you know it makes sense. We do have these type of women. You've seen them, met them before, probably. So let's go to the high class. This one is the the smart, possibly raging beauty, sexy, sexy, sexy. The black women in this category are the most difficult to reach and train. She is confident, intelligent, attractive, at least by good quality standards, and wears the finest clothes as a has a high price, well paying position, and prides herself on being state of the art aware. Reads books, looks at educational television, and has a college degree of some sort. She goes to church sometimes, may do volunteer work, and has a definite political party she aligns with and may contribute heavily to special social causes if they appeal to her. She is a member of a ritzy club and has some luxury, wears expensive popular perfume and is very opinionated to a fault. Her alma mater is important to her. She is amused by spectator sports, especially football, and may play tennis or bowl. She curses more in private than in public, likes to let her hair down with the girls and considers herself a prize. She may be an entrepreneur. She may snort a little coke or take a few puffs of reefer, but she really gets too out of control that she forgets her community standing and professional responsibilities. She is familiar with intricate banking systems, has a retirement plan, possibly stock and a money market. She has an American Express card and travels. She likes LA, the Bahamas, Europe and possible Africa. So up to this point from what I read on this particular woman, that is, this is where most modern women will probably align themselves, being that a lot of women do have college degrees. A lot of women, you know, are more ambitious in trying to pursue their career endeavors. So let's read more closely. She may frequent the hill spot and buys expensive gifts for her man and friends. She drives a nice car, maybe a BMW or some other snazzy sports car. She may live a bit above her means, but manages to juggle her finances to get what she wants. She is very headstrong and delights in demonstrating to the black man her wealth and vast knowledge and a variety of things. She is the modern girlfriend, believes she is completely self-sufficient and is not particularly interested in keeping house, cooking dinner, every night or treating the black man with special accord she is in favor of independence and boasts of doing things for herself and thinks a black man should do likewise she performs beautifully in front of strangers or company and makes a good impression and exudes sex at will she is greatly influenced by her peers or other women she deems as pace setters that is interesting she adopts popular trends and attitudes about dating or marriage which she gleans from magazines, news programs, or the newspaper. I will replace magazines, news, and newspapers right now with Twitter, Instagram, and popular celebrities. But, you know, let's keep reading. She becomes ferocious when she thinks her man is playing around on her and will fight viciously to the end to prove the black man wrong. Because she is so concerned about public opinion and what they think she will customarily deal with, a black man whom she is not particularly interested in just to have an escort on her arm. She is a rat who believes like a dog while purring like a cat. Mm, I, I didn't get that one. Um, Continue reading. She is moody, disagreeable to live with in peace if things don't go her way. She believes her specialized knowledge from her occupation 
qualifies her to be equal or superior to the black man. Wow. She will tolerate a black man as long as he fits her idea of what he should look like, dress like, work like, and act like. The number three black woman is an insecure wad of knots that she hides behind all of her good education, fine wardrobe, shapely body, and savings account. These explanations of the three major types of black women are not all inclusive. Some of their patterns overlap, but these descriptions give a good perception of what is available. Hmm. That is interesting. That is very interesting. Hmm. So that was her description of the three types of black women that are currently available. Um, the parts, I guess, that I would like to... I mean, we're ultimately, we're really only talking about the last description, the high-class black woman. Because I feel like at this point in time, that is what every woman aspires to be at. High-class. I have a Beamer. I drive a Maserati. I am an accountant. I work as a travel nurse. I am a surgeon. And all these, you know, careers that our women want to identify with, but that does not that does not denote who you are like she said we are only aware of the lifestyle we can live in this society we are only given we've been given the template that this is what we have to do and like once again i don't want to knock any woman for pursuing her dreams and what she wants to do it is very important that you guys have to have the same um freedom and ability to pursue your goals i'm not knocking that in any shape form or fashion but when that begins to when that begins to change your outlook on your man or man that you're messing with and you're not able to respect them as the man and who he is that's when that's when I have a problem um I do believe feminism has really corrupted a lot of the minds as I was explaining to my girl yesterday cuz we talk about this a lot that we we are at a disconnect um not because um y'all are making money i mean nobody cares about that but the level of higher regard that we once held up held each other up to and the roles the natural roles that were established for men and women they're up in the air right now and I firmly believe once we realize once again what we are, not who we are, what we are as a man, as a woman, we will get back in the right place. It's it's important once it almost, I guess I can say. I want to ask a question. I know I'm probably going to end on this, honestly. I'm going to ask a question. 
as a woman, what will fulfill you and make you whole when it's all said and done, when you are in your last years in this world, what do you want to look back and say, I am proud that I did that? Is it to say that I worked 70 hours a week and I was able to touch every country in the world? Was it to say that I was the greatest female engineer to ever live? Is it to say I made the most money as a woman ever? That may be your goal. Or is it to say, hmm, yeah, I, I did achieve some things in my lifetime, but the greatest thing that I did was have a family, nurture my children, and see them grow and prosper in the world. If the latter is not your answer, we have a problem. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to that episode. Um, prepare your minds, prepare your ears for the next and coming chapters. We're going to jump right back into it so we can figure it out. I love you guys. Keep pushing.